And so you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Hopefully that's your mic. Yeah. There we go. Was it? I don't it know. It was your mic. Sweet. There you go. I tried to remember from yesterday, but this, you know, sometimes things get changed around here. Uh, welcome into today's show. We'll start uh, talking a little high school football again as we get closer to those matchups. Today we'll talk with head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, excuse me, Craig Hunter, after the show, like we always do at 3 o'clock. Uh, as he's a teacher and he does not have time during the time of our show to talk uh, live on the air. Uh, and they're getting ready to play a Saturday matchup at Bridgeport. That was, uh, I guess the SSAC was wrong. They just didn't change the time from what they presumed it was going to be. So, Yeah, it should go. be a good matchup. Should be a good matchup. In the, but I don't know. I, it's going to be a hard matchup for Jefferson. I agree. I, I think... You know, Bridgeport obviously being a very physical team. We talked about it on the show yesterday. One area where Jefferson struggles is against the run at times this season. But I do think that if Jefferson can get out to an early lead will be really important for them because obviously, you know, being a run first team, you're not really built to come back. So if Jefferson can get off to that quick start, you know, use their, uh, you know, multiple looks that they're going to give teams on offense with a thousand yard rusher and a 2,000-yard passer on their team, I mean, that that's not something that a ton of teams in the state have. So they have that ability to, you know, throw the ball down the field with Sammy Roberts and run the ball well with Evan Toole. And then their defense has been solid. While it has struggled maybe against the run a little bit this year, they've gone up against some physical teams uh, like Washington in the regular season. Now, obviously, Bridgeport is probably way better than Washington this year, but – you know they've they've gone against similar styles, so they do have that uh, kind of in their background. But I, I do think it will be a tough challenge, obviously. And and Bridgeport's going to try to do the exact opposite of that, and that's control the clock and not allow Jefferson to have a ton of possessions early in the game, so then they can kind of get out to their quick start and and make it tough for Jefferson to come back by limiting their possessions. And I would definitely agree with that because, excuse me, uh, they've had uh, Bridgeport's 452 points against, only 126 er, points for, only 126 points against. And for Jefferson, they had 455 points for 164 points against. And a lot of those 164 points came against Martinsburg, giving up 42 points. And only scoring three. But they've been able to score a bunch of points in their other games this season. Uh, really, besides, you know, the game last week where they only won 31-18. to 18. Yeah. And, and that was, a, a, again, a, a tough game. And when they were uh, down early in that ball game, um, you know, it was due to Hurricane's ability to, to run the football. But Hurricane kind of went away from their game plan for whatever re- reason and decided to spread it out, and that allowed Jefferson to come back and obviously pull away and win that football game. So it will be a challenge this week for the Cougars going on the road, but I think it's definitely a game where it's a toss-up. It could go either way. Um, You know, It's 
two good football teams. So I, I expect it to be pretty close. Yeah, and I don't expect uh, Bridgeport to kind of do what Hurricane did, as Nick just said, and stray away from the game plan a little bit, try to air it out here and there. That's not uh, It's happen. not Bridgeport's <laughs> way yet. Yeah, they're going to continuously just pound the ball down your throat and out physicality-wise just dominate you. Yeah. It, it, it's a grueling t- game each time that you play those Bridgeport Indians, no matter who you are. Any given night, they bring it 110%, and if Jefferson can get some stops defensively, they need to be perfect when it comes to that offense. And as you said, Spencer, try to get a lead, and Nick also mentioned it as well. Bridgeport not really built to have comebacks, but then again, all they need is one big play, and they can still do that by running it up the middle with how uh, big and physical that team is. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. And it's just going to be it's going to be a tough one for Jefferson. And we'll get the head coach's perspective this afternoon. And we'll probably play it either. Maybe maybe we'll save it for Thursday or Friday or Friday. I mean, I don't we'll determine that as the as the days go by. I don't want to play it tomorrow because then the game's on Saturday. So we may wait until Friday. As yeah. we, we're going to have a longer show Friday, It'll be an hour and a half show again as Martinsburg kicks off at 730. Uh, that game on Friday against Spring Valley and uh, announcement. We'll have the uh, Spring Valley play-by-play man Matt Perry on the show on Friday, hopefully live. It depends on where he is and if he has cell service, but he will be driving up here for the game. Uh, so we'll have him on at some point during the show, and then we'll have that Craig Hunter interview. We'll also have Matt Miller on to preview the matchup from the Martinsburg side of things. Uh, but that Friday matchup with Martinsburg and Spring Valley should be a good one. The only bugaboo so far on Martinsburg's schedule is Spring Valley. Yeah, and we'll see, too. I, I think would be a good idea to maybe try to get some more insight from some other people going on or have, that have games around the state that maybe we didn't get on the show last week or bring some other people back. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of let that be known, I guess, when we figure it out yeah. uh, this week. But it's a big week uh, for us this Tomorrow we'll have women's basketball, uh, Shepard. Yeah, so be a, a lot going one. on this week. We'll have the head coach for Shepard women's basketball, uh, Miss Eckleberry. Eckle, no, I said that wrong. I already no, said you it didn't. Wrong. Eckleberry. I said it right. Yeah. Okay. We'll have head there coach Eckleberry on tomorrow at twelve oh eight, right when we kick off the show. Coach Jenna Eckleberry, believe in her eighth season now for the Shepard leading the Shepard Rams women's basketball team. That should be a good one. But next. We'll be joined on the program by head coach of the back-to-back state championship winning AAA volleyball team, Muscleman. Head coach Sean March joins us next. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Uh, go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll be joined by head coach Sean March on the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, 
No dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Let's go! located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Hi, Crescia Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Whenever you bring on somebody that wants a championship, you, you gotta have that song, right? Yeah. Uh, welcome to the program now, head coach of the back-to-back AAA state championship volleyball winning Muscleman Lady Appleman, head coach Sean Martz. How you doing today, Coach Martz? Good. How you guys doing? We're doing pretty good and happy to talk to a back-to-back state championship winning coach. Uh, obviously, great season for you guys and I uh, want to kick it off to start. You, get, you had uh, two of your ladies signed to play in college yesterday at the school. Yeah, actually, uh, Madigan Faircloth, our libero, she signed at Liberty University and Sadie Wright. She signed at Kent State University. She's really proud of those two. Hey, Coach March. Uh, first off, congratulations on another uh, state championship. This team absolutely uh, dominated throughout the year and uh, got to finish it off against a familiar opponent in uh, Hedgesville. Just walk us through that uh state championship game and how it went since we uh, weren't able to be there? Yeah, well, the first set we came out and really played well and really uh, controlled the whole first set. I think we won, I don't know, 25-14 or something, pretty much dominated, kind of set the tone for the match. But then, you know, they they started playing really well during the second set. We had a little bit of a law. Uh, Skylar Yates got pretty hot in that second set, and they actually – beat us in a close set that set and then uh we won the next two sets fairly convincingly we controlled both sets and won and led throughout uh both his last two sets coach uh this is nick versley was it take i guess as a team um you know knowing that you've played them so many times throughout the year and beaten them all those times i guess how do you continue to do that because obviously they're picking up things on you and you're picking up things on them and to do that five times throughout a season what do you think that says about your team yeah, you know, it's always it's always tough to beat a good team. Uh, I think we played them five, six times this year if you count the summer tournament. 
it's always tough to beat a good team that many times. And, you know, from one standpoint, we didn't have to do as much scouting because we knew each other so well. Um, I don't think they were going to do anything that surprised us, and we weren't going to do anything that surprised them. So it just came down to a matter of which team was going to play well in the right moments. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a little nerve-wracking to know we had to play them again. Um, but it was good to have two teams from Brooklyn County in the finals. Coach Martz Collin again. Eight times now you guys have been crowned the uh, state champions and obviously, it seems like a dynasty under you. How's it uh, feel just to lead such a uh, fantastic program in the state? Yeah, it's it's been rewarding. It's a lot of work. A lot of time goes, and not just by me, but a lot of people, a lot of our parents and boosters, and certainly, obviously, our kids from the time they're young, um, they start investing their time and, and sacrifice. And uh, it's, it's been a good run for us. I'm really proud of everybody involved. What was special about this year team or this year's team in particular well you know this team obviously they were talented bunch of kids but they just got along so well um you know we had zero drama and you know it's pretty rare when you have a group of high school girls um and we had zero drama and just the leadership of this group i mean during the timeouts i very rarely had to say very much i mean i i when i got a drink of water by the time i came back they were already coaching each other uh, the leaders were stepping up, so it was really easy team to coach. And when do you, uh, you know, you put together your schedule every year. You guys play a lot of those tournaments. What do you think those tournaments do? You know, from across going across state lines, playing teams that aren't obviously in West Virginia, and how does that competition help you build your team to you know winning another state championship? I think it's immeasurable the the uh, benefit that gives us. You know, we play so many top notch teams. You know, not just in Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Virginia, um, Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, it's by the time we get to the state tournament back in our in-state teams, it, it, so we already played, I don't know, 10, 12 teams or better than any team we're going to play around here. Um, so it just gives our kids confidence, especially when we go around and go up and compete and beat some of those teams, uh, which we did a lot this year. What comes uh, next for you guys here in the off season? I know uh, probably some travel teams get put together. Do the t- girls typically uh, stay together when it comes to that aspect, or are there a couple different teams that they uh, spread out across? Yeah, I mean, they pretty much came back on Sunday, and, and most of them had tryouts at various clubs. Uh, you know, a handful of them stay together, um, but there's, you know, anywhere from four or five, six clubs, different clubs our kids play for. And I think some of that's good. You know, when you play with the same group of girls and you're around them so much, you know, too much time could be a bad thing. So it's good for them to get out, play with different kids and the different competition levels and that kind of thing. So I think it's good to get away from each other a little bit on the off season. Coach, uh, how much does that help having a team that is willing to kind of get better on their own? Uh, and, you know, play in the off season and uh, play on some different tournament teams and have that extra, I guess, uh, mentality to get better? Well, you know, it's just the landscape of, you know, competitive high school sports. These days. You can't just play during the season and expect to be an elite-level player and compete for championships. You've got to play year-round. Um, these kids know that. They know that coming in. If, if they don't play year-round, you know, they're going to get left behind or get beat out by somebody else that is. So it's just the nature of the beast these days. Some people would say fortunately, some people would say unfortunately. But I'm glad we got a bunch of kids that are invested year-round. 
I know it might not be fair to you since you probably have some favorite memories from each team, but how does this state championship team compare fair up against your other uh, teams that went on to win states as well? Well, you know, it's it's tough to compare, but, you know, this team ranks right near the top. You know, the tournaments that we were able to win this year, we first time we've ever won the uh, Rocky Top Classic in Tennessee, the first time we ever won that tournament, and only the second time, or I'm sorry, the third time we won the Virginia Beach Tournament. Uh, and to beat some of the teams we've beaten, uh, this team's definitely got to be up there top two or three teams, and maybe number one. It's just hard to say. But they're certainly one of the best teams we've ever had for sure. And when you you look at this team that you have, you only had four seniors, I believe, on the roster, and obviously a lot coming back. You had some, you had a talented freshman in Ada McCoy. So your team looks stacked, ready to go for next year. Yeah, we're certainly miss our seniors. They're quality impact players, but you know we we have got a lot of a good core of juniors, freshmen, and sophomores coming up. So we're we look, we're pretty uh, fortunate looking forward, and uh, we think we're going to have a strong team again next year as well. What was the uh, defining moment or favorite memories that you have with uh, this year's team that you kind of just remember and want to always remember? Well, yeah, it was probably down in Tennessee, and we just played lights out that whole tournament. I mean, we played some really good teams from Georgia, from Tennessee, um, and we and really there was. It wasn't even close. We were just dominating teams, and I was like, it's just I knew at that point it was going to be something special for this year, um, and we just went on to win that. And it really, like I said, it was competitive, but none of the sets were really that close. Um, so I, I think it was that. I think it was just that going down there and having that experience and dominating a really big, I don't know whether 50 teams down at that tournament from a lot of different states. So that was really good to see. I think I remember that the most. All right, Coach. Well, congrats on winning the back-to-back state championships, and thanks for coming on with us. Hey, thanks for having me. appreciate it. That was head coach of the back-to-back AAA state winning volleyball team, the Musselman Lady Appleman, and uh, big congrats to them again. And we'll be back next year only losing four seniors. Those four seniors did an amazing job, and they will be missed, but they uh they'll be back reloaded again looking for another state title next year and i believe that uh coach martz is also on eastern panhandle talk tomorrow with a couple of those seniors as well there you go mr producer vpt over there segment sponsored in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living and it's family owned and operated located at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg go to orsini's.com for more we come back on the sports mix We'll talk a little uh, Shepherd. A lot of uh, honors coming out yesterday for Shepherd athletes, and that's next on the Sports Mix. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360-Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. 
WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Are you considering selling your home and don't know where to start? Then call Chris Ross and the Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. A Martinsburg High School graduate, Chris knows the local market and he's proven it as number one real estate team in West Virginia in 2019. Phone Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams at 304-579-7349 or go to callchrisross.com. Let's celebrate your real estate milestone together. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon. And uh, getting closer to Wednesday, which will be our first Shepherd basketball broadcast. We'll have Shepherd women's basketball hosting Bowie State. That's a 5.30 tip-off and a 5 p.m. pregame on WRNR TV on YouTube and TV 10. In Comcast, or in Comcast, on Comcast in Berkeley and Jefferson counties tomorrow. But got a little bit to talk about about this Shepherd women's basketball team. Uh, some honors coming out yesterday as, uh, where to go? I just lost it. I've got so many emails from uh, Chip Ransom, the SID at, uh, the SID at Shepherd. Uh, Abby Beeman named PSAC East Offensive Athlete. Is it Offensive Athlete of the Week? Yeah. Is that how they describe it? I can't find the email now. I guess I may have deleted it on accident. Uh, now I can't find it at all. It's I was just, about to say check the trash too then. I don't know. Oh, there it is. For some reason, it did, it's, so she was, she was named, named PSAC East Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, she led Shepard to a 2-0 week to start the season. She scored 24 points. Dished out nine assists, seven rebounds, four steals as Shepard defeated Davis and Elkins in game one. That was a defeat by a, a bunch. It was a huge win uh, as it was 90 to 61. And that was Friday night at the, uh, I think it was a tournament at Frostburg State. Then on Saturday, they played Frostburg State. She put up 24 points again, seven rebounds again, five assists. And had a steal. She went a perfect 10 for 10 from the free throw line during the week. And uh, she'll be one player to watch tomorrow night for sure. Yeah, definitely. Should be a good game. Uh, you know, Bowie State, while you look at their first result of the season, you know, not the best against Shippensburg. But they were in that game and they just had a really sloppy third quarter where they fell apart. 
uh, and got outscored. I think it was like 24 to 10 in the third quarter. So they kind of fell apart. And besides that, it was, you know, a really competitive game against Shippensburg. So that's a Bowie State team that will provide a, a good challenge for Shepard here early in the season in the non-conference part of the season. And, uh, you know, this Shepard Rams team, while Beeman is the star, they have three other players that have uh, averaged double figures through the first two games of this, or two other players, I should say, that have averaged double figures throughout the uh, first two games of the regular season. So they're, you know, a, a talented team, and I think, uh, you know, it should be a good matchup tomorrow. Well, and, and Beeman having scored all those points, uh, she's shooting 54.5% from the field and, five, and 50% straight up from uh, beyond the arc and obviously 100% from the free throw line. And uh, so she she's uh, having a good couple games to start off the season. Should be a good one. But, you know, when you're looking at, at this Bowie State team, they also got, you know, a couple good players. Uh, Anna Harris, I believe is her name. Uh, she's shooting 45.5% from the field on the season and, uh, you know, averaging 16 points a game. So it should be a good matchup. We'll talk with head coach Eckleberry tomorrow at right off the top of the show at 12.08 uh, as we prepare, as they prepare to uh, start the home portion of their regular season tomorrow. In a night way, at the we Butcher are Center. preparing as well. We, we are preparing because we're calling that game as well. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it should be a good one tomorrow and we'll have on coach to, uh, discuss some things and should excited to get back calling some college basketball action. It should be fun. Any thoughts over there, Colin? I was just going to go a little bit into Beeman as well. I mean, she's just clearly above and beyond some of the, uh, other talent out there. She's been a starter since her freshman year, now a junior. And as you said, averaging 24 points a game, basically right now, even though it's the first two, it seems like it's going to be hard to stop her. I mean, those are some NBA numbers and even video game-like numbers that people dream of. She's somebody that nationally might be uh, put on the map, and deservingly so, here at Shepard. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you look at this, uh, we got also got the uh, region, the Atlantic region poll for the first week of the season yesterday from uh, Charles Ransom. Doesn't make much sense. Doesn't I was thinking that too. I was like, wait, why aren't they already ranking them in the region? It's well, literally so been that, two games. Bowie State That's what I was is about. seventh, even though they lost. They ranked seventh at zero and one. They received what? Tw- are they on twenty points? No, I mean they're probably or they look like a, a pretty good team. I look back and they had a really good season in twenty nineteen. So, I mean, they, there's definitely talent there, but it, it just is a weird ranking to see that they lost. And the team that they lost to isn't even in the rankings. Yeah. Who's <laughs> a pretty good team as well. Shippensburg typically is. Yeah, and Shepard sitting at night. in the PSAC. Yeah. So, but obviously the paper, competition. It's a top 10 matchup. But yeah. What do we really know at but this the point? Comp- the obviously, Davis and Elkins, not that great of a team because, you know, uh, Shepard able to win by 29 points. So that probably goes into or the. Maybe f- Shepard's a really good team. Yeah, but that also probably goes into the fact that, uh, that they're ranked ninth. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, at this point in the season, do rankings matter? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what I Yeah, it doesn't really matter. They did get that 12-point win over Frostburg State, which probably is one of the reasons they're at nine. Shippensburg is sitting at four in the rankings right uh, now. Okay, I didn't see Shippensburg. Uh, a lot of PSAC teams. Indiana, Pennsylvania at one. Uh, Gannon at, at two. Shippensburg at four. Uh, Cal, Pennsylvania at five. And then Shepard at nine. Uh, some also... Excuse me, some Mountain East Conference teams in there. Glenville State at three, Charleston at six, 
And uh, West Virginia State tied a 10th with Johnson C. Smith. Never heard of them. <laughs> so it should be a pretty uh, packed year. I mean, sounds like a lot of those PSAC teams are going to be uh, some competitive opponents, and that's what you want from uh, your conference so that hopefully it makes your team better, win or lose. Hopefully, obviously, there's a lot more wins than losses, and I think there will be. This Shepherd team keeps on getting better and better as they uh, age, and I feel like uh, this year and next year are going to be some special ones in the final two years for Beeman, as well as a couple uh, other players on there in uh, Matty White and Marley McLaughlin, to name a few, and a couple others. Don't have the roster in front of me, but I know it's going to be a great season. Yeah, seniors are, uh, well, seniors. So Beeman's only a junior. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so show off two years left. The seniors are Matty White, uh, uh, Hannah Myers, graduate student Teresha Henderson, I believe is how you say the name. I'm going to get that right tomorrow before the game. Uh, she's a graduate student. Uh, Cindy Clayton, a graduate student. Marley McLaughlin, a graduate student. And Angela DeLorenzo is a senior. And then besides that, a lot of ju- a few juniors, including Beeman. And then you, you have uh, some uh, also Jordan Smith, Kara Miner is a they're both juniors and then a lot of freshmen some sophomores on there as well but you're a young team too but when you hear those what three graduating seniors so it's basically or i'd say it's similar to what you see for the shepherd football program it sounds like a lot of these players just because of how good of a program it is wanted to say stay the extra year due to uh getting one from covid last year and not having a season and the ncaa granting free red shirts to everybody and that's what you always like to see is when you have a program as good as what the Shepherd women's uh, basketball team has, and those players want to stay and play for you so that they can hopefully win the PSAC. Yeah, definitely. And you got a lot of you got you got a, quite a few in-state players. Abby Beeman, obviously, originally West Virginia from Frankfurt, and then you you have Jordan Carr, a freshman from Jefferson. Um, then you have Kara uh, Miner, a junior from Hundred, went to North Marion. And then you have Angelo DeLorenzo Fairmont went to Fairmont Senior. And then Sidney Bolas is a freshman from Elkview, went to Charleston Catholic. So a lot of good high school teams in the state of West Virginia represented on this roster. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. And I was uh, originally looking forward to seeing how a couple of those teams were doing. We were supposed to start off uh, high school basketball for the girls' side with Martinsburg Frankfurt but I believe that is no longer on the schedule due to the Christmas parade I believe in Martinsburg with yeah. that in Martinsburg so we'll be covering that but I believe that uh Frankfurt's still a pretty powerful double a team and last year Martinsburg went to the uh, state tournament for girls basketball lost I believe it was five or more seniors though so it'll be interesting to see how that team fares this year I still feel like the uh EPAC will run through Martinsburg, but obviously we're talking PSAC right now with Shepard just reiterating that the state has talent, and yeah. it's so much fun getting to see more colleges look at West Virginia when it comes to that talent and let it shine on a national stage. Yeah, definitely. And you look at you know some of the teams in non-conference play, 
specifically, I guess, exhibition series-wise that Shepard is uh, challenging themselves with. They had an exhibition game on the 1st of November with James Madison. Lost that game 74-46. to Again, James Madison, Division One team, and you're a Division Two team, so you wanted to see how you'd fare against a Division One team. And then later on, I believe, yeah, right the day, uh, the day before New Year's Eve on December 30th, they have an exhibition game at Liberty. Uh, so that should be, you know, good to see where they are as a program at the division two level. Uh, and you know, current Liberty, uh, as things are loading here, the good old internet being very slow, but other non-conference games for, uh, Shepard, this Bowie Bowie state game tomorrow, Lincoln in Pennsylvania, Virginia union, Virginia state. And, uh, that wraps up non-conference play for, uh, for, the Shepherd Lady Rams uh, basketball team, uh, but Liberty Flames two and zero on the season, uh, facing some good teams. They got a sixty three sixty six or sixty six sixty three win over Ohio the other day, um, and they'll play James Madison, uh, but they have a lot of games this year against very good teams, and they'll play that Shepherd exhibition game on December thirtieth at two p.m. in Lynchburg. So, I mean, you like to see a team like Shepard challenging themselves with Division One teams as exhibition games. Yeah, and it's the end of December, so you're already a good bit of the way into your regular season schedule. So, it's just to kind of give yourself, hopefully, a little bit of a boost, win or lose. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, obviously for the Shepard uh, Rams women's team, they should have a good season. Uh, they're definitely a, a good team, obviously, for the past few years. And then you look at uh, Shepherd Men's. They last night they downed, or not last night, the other day, they got a, they beat Bowie State eighty eight to eighty one. Um, so obviously they're doing some good things as well. Yeah, it's a good start to the season for the Rams. Uh, you know, to get that first win, play some pretty good uh, competition in Bowie State. Usually a solid program, um, and then to get off to a good start with that seven point win, high scoring game. Uh, yeah. The Rams. And we'll, we'll have their men's team. We'll have uh, the doubleheader games on December 3rd and Denver, December 4th against Gannon and Clarion, respectively. So it should be... Well, uh, maybe December 4th. We should have December 4th. We might be at Cutstown. I mean, who knows? For sure. But they're on our schedule right now. So that's all I can say, right? They're on our schedule right now. But that... uh. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk a little Wizards basketball. They get a huge comeback win last night, down 19 points. That's next on the Sports Mix. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. Bye now. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
This is Ben Copenhaver, your local alarm professional at Dynamark Atlantic Security. Did you know that home break-ins are 6% more likely during the day? That's right. The bad guys know when you're away, and they are smarter than you think. Dynamark Atlantic Security has the security solutions for you. Don't commit the error when the game is on the line. Phone me today at 304-671-2158 to learn how to play good defense against the bad guys. Dynamark Atlantic Security. Call today at 304-671-2158. In whatever you do, it's good to go the extra mile. But when we go to Antwerp, Belgium to buy a diamond for you, we go the extra 7,982 miles, the distance from here to Antwerp. And when you see your new diamond, the sparkle in your eyes will tell us it was worth it to go the distance. Hi, I'm Lori from Bechtel Jewelers. Dave and I are leaving soon on a diamond buying trip. And here's what going the extra 7,982 miles means for you. A more beautiful diamond than you thought possible for your money. Antwerp is the diamond capital of the world. We work directly with the men and women who buy and cut the diamonds. We personally inspect thousands of diamonds to pick only the best out of each parcel. And believe me, we reject hundreds of diamonds for each one we buy. Would you like to own a diamond that will blow by other diamonds in a flash? We're ready to go the extra 7,982 miles for you. See us at Bechtel Jewelers, Route 11 South of 51 in Inwood. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Where's those boys got the counter? I get 55 to the gallon. There's only made one field goal. And now he's in. He's been settled with foul trouble. Neto. Top of the arc, working right to left, right wing outside the arc. Kuzma for three, it's there! He's back! And the Wizards are back! They've tied the Pelicans at 92 with 5.13 to go. That was just the Wizards tying the game. We'll get into the rest of it in a second. This final segment sponsored in part by the Mary's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Wizards get the huge comeback victory last night. Uh, 105-100 over the Pelicans. Uh, they're now ten and three on the season, and they haven't had Bra- they didn't have Bradley Beal for two straight games. Yeah, and sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference right now, and obviously, you know, Washington getting a lot of great production from a lot of different players uh, in that win last night. Kuzma only scored eight points, but he had some big shots in that fourth quarter. Uh, Dinwiddie was huge for them, twenty-seven points. He's been great when Brad's been out. Nine assists, five rebounds, and then you know, guys off the bench stepping up. Denny Advia playing some great defense, getting a double-double off the bench, staying in the game when he had five fouls, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Montrez Harrell providing scoring off the bench with 15 points. So there's just a lot of talent on this Wizards team that maybe in the past they didn't have. You know, if they didn't have Brad, uh, you know, in the past, it was probably a loss. If they didn't have John Wall, they were probably going to lose because they just didn't have guys that could come in off the bench and provide that uh, same production and and this year they appear to have that um you know i don't know if they'll be able to maintain this throughout the regular season or even into the postseason because obviously you know they're lacking superstars and when you get into the postseason it really does come down to your star players but they have good role players and they could be that team that's kind of like the atlanta hawks a few years ago that really didn't have anybody that was great 
but they like found a way to win games and you were like, how's this team, you know, a top three seed or whatever they ended up being that year. And and that could be the wizards because they do have a lot of guys on the team that can contribute, but I just don't know if they have enough star power to make a deep run. And obviously it's very early in the season, but uh, you know, when they get Bryant back, they get Beal back. Um, I mean, you're looking at a team with probably, you know, the most decent players in the NBA, if not, you know, elite players, they at least have a lot of really good role players. Yeah, definitely. And I, and, uh, I think we'll have to have our, uh, my buddy, Andrew Gillis on, he covers the wizards for NBC sports watching. Might have to have him on to talk some wizards. Sounds good. I'm just looking at some of the numbers and just seeing how, as let's say you, you look like you wanted said, to talk over there. It's guys stepping up when you need them to. I mean, I'm looking, you got three guys that were in the, uh, lineup last night that, Average double digits in points. Uh, Caldwell Pope almost does. He's at 9.7. And you still have other guys that are picking up the slack. I mean, Kuzma only had eight points last night. So you saw guys like Holiday or, uh, Ed, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name, Denny. Ed, Avdia. Avdia? Avdia. Okay. I mean, he stepped up last night and had 11 points out there with uh, 10 rebounds. So a double-double just out of nowhere is something that you like to see and typically you saw the Wizards struggle last year especially defensively and they still have yet to uh really do that I mean they're first in the east and yes it's early but hopefully it can uh continue to go they got the Hornets up next that should be winnable and then back-to-back games against the Heat who's uh one of the better teams and then the Hornets again so I mean if you could go three and one here in the next four you should be sitting pretty good yeah i mean either way uh we're talking about they're sitting on top of the the eastern conference at 10 and three bulls and nets 10 and four on the season and Nets team that you really thought was going to be good this year with kd on the team and i mean they're only one game back so i mean it's yeah they're half a game back actually yeah so i mean look brooklyn's probably still going to have a chance at that one seat uh they got issues though off the court with Kyrie and such so you know we'll see like I said I don't think the Wizards have enough to win a championship this year but they have enough to be that surprise team in the east because they have so much you know depth and and good role players that they could maybe be you know a top four or five seed and you didn't really expect that heading in no no definitely did not expect that whatsoever at all but the Wizards are looking good so far this year and uh should be a next few good few good next couple of games i should say can't speak there uh should be a good couple of games coming up for the wizards and we'll have those games on the airwaves uh tonight not tonight tonight we have the caps at 10 p.m they're making they're starting their west coast swing but tomorrow we'll have that charlotte game 7 p.m tip 645 pregame dave johnson and uh I can't remember the other guy's name now. Uh, Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor will be on the call for the Wizards Radio Network tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, the next Wizards game we ha- have will be next Monday, it looks like. At 2 p.m. they play a weird 2 p.m. Charlotte game. So we'll have that Charlotte game. I did not realize that was a 2 p.m. game. There you go. Interesting. What day is that? It's Monday the 22nd. As I go through my 2 papers. 2 p.m. on a Monday? Yeah. Uh I have it listed here, 2 p.m. 145 tip. What do I know? Is that 
Well, that's nothing special. No, right? the <laughs> no I don't know why they're playing line. a two p.m. game. It's I guess it's just a week of Thanksgiving. I was thinking like MLK, but that's not until February. No, I don't know what the significance of the two p.m. game is on a Monday. I guess it's the week of Thanksgiving. That might be why. I don't, but it's not Thanksgiving. It's the week of Thanksgiving. Don't know. I don't know either. But let's turn our attention. Uh, to the Washington football team officially announced yesterday, Chase Young out for the season and uh, probably seven to nine months, I believe, with a torn ACL. We all feared it wasn't official until yesterday uh, as Ron Rivera Right after the show it. ended. Yeah, much. right after the show ended. He has a press conference. Um, but it's just that's a tough loss because he's, you know, he hasn't been that great this year, but just his – uh, him being there gets double teams gets you know all this stuff and now they're gonna have to play all these unproven guys yeah and anytime you lose a starter i mean it really doesn't matter how productive they've been if, if they're starting there's a reason for that they're yeah. obviously one of the better players on the team um and obviously young is a guy with a lot of potential to be you know really good he hasn't quite shown it i feel like through his first two years i felt like his rookie year was a little bit overhyped in terms of production but um you know, he, he definitely is a guy that demands some respect. Um, you know, he's, he's a decent defensive lineman that you're going to lose. He's only had one and a half sacks this year. So in terms of production, you're not losing a ton, but it's still Chase Young. It's still a player that people know about and, and know they have to, you know, protect against, even if he hasn't been that great. And maybe that's why his numbers haven't been great because well, teams are focusing a lot on him and he might not be – you know, like Aaron Donald, who can still fight through like three blockers at once yeah. and get a sack and get productive numbers, but he he is at least a you know a solid pass rusher for this team. Yeah, nobody's going to be like Aaron Donald, but it's definitely a big gap again in that defensive front for Washington. Chase Young's now out. You'll still have Montez Sweat out with the. Uh, Fractured jaw, I believe. Interesting, because they have not placed him weeks. on the injured reserve yet. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I figure that he's going to be out yet again. So that defensive line that... Uh, Montez Sweat is on the injured reserve list, though. But I'm talking about Chase Young. He's not been placed on IR he's yet. He's going to be, obviously. I know, but I'm just surprised they haven't... the rest of this year and I'm possibly just, part of next year. I'm just surprised this hasn't been the move hasn't been made yet. Maybe they just haven't figured out who they want to replace him with yeah well they have a you know with with montez sweat out another three to four weeks i believe it is they did sign from the practice squad defensive end bunmi rotimi still got ryan b no ryan b i think is out of football he played for the cardinals on their practice squad for bring him back but he's got that marshall pedigree yeah i mean i don't i don't know i don't know but uh you know looking at this team Obviously depleted at that defensive line position right now as we come into the season thinking it was going to be really good. Uh, Deron Payne just not not really performing to what he really has performed to. Yeah, I hope he does now that he's going to be just him and Allen, it feels like. He only had two tackles the other day, and they were both assisted tackles. But, I mean, Jonathan Allen has stepped up big time. Oh, yeah, he Jonathan Allen, that a beast. Seemed like was uh, clearly getting the most pressure on Tom Brady, so it'll be interesting to see uh, this Sunday against Carolina how that team fares. I feel like no matter what, Ron Rivera is going to have that team geared up and ready to go because it's back at his former uh, employer in the Carolina Panthers, and it's 
most likely going to be up against the former quarterback that he had as well, Cam Newton. So it's a guy that obviously you'll have to be aware of his feet. He's a physical quarterback, so he's going to be able to scramble, and you need those guys to be able to battle and keep him contained. And when you have a depleted defensive line, that might be difficult. Yeah, definitely, and uh, that depleted defensive line right now is James Smith-Williams looking to start at that defensive end position for Chase Young, uh, Casey Tuhill for Montez Sweat, Shaka Tony on the roster there, and then uh, Batoni, I believe, Batini. Who? The guy, <laughs> the guy that I said they – I don't know who any of those players are. I don't know either. I know Shaka Tony was a pretty decent undrafted rookie, James Smith-Williams, second year on the Washington football Should team. Should be sitting out there – Looking for a contract? I mean, there should be. There Lawrence really Taylor. should be. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jonathan Allen, defensive tackle. Charles Suggs is out there. I thought he retired. He did, but bring him back. My only thought is, do you try to move somebody to D-end? Do you think of Jamin should Davis? Should have kept Ryan Kerrigan. Should have kept Ryan Kerrigan. Right now, he'd be very much so needed. Um but this Washington defense overall, you know, I would say the last two weeks has really improved. The last two games, they've improved from where they were before. Yeah, I mean, you can always go up, right? You can always go up, but I think moving Landon Collins to that hybrid yeah. linebacker position has definitely done a lot, even though that's not truly who he is and what he wants to do. He'll do it, but I think that's actually made a lot of difference in these games. If there is a positive. One, Ron Rivera is a pretty good defensive coach, and that's what he's known for at least. And uh, going up against a quarterback he's familiar with, he could you know, put together a good scheme, I think, this week to help the team and, and help them get those, this win. But it, I think it's going to be a challenge. Cam uh, looked really good in his few plays last week. I don't know if he'll be you know, great as the starter because obviously he's adjusting to a new team still, but – even though it's an old team, but obviously they're completely different than when he was there. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's an interesting game. No, it definitely is, and I'll be tuned in, obviously, because I'm a fan, but also because of all the uh, just storyline that's there, I feel will make it intriguing. And as we saw against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this defense still hopefully can get some turnovers, and the offense is uh, – Hopefully, going to pick all pick up where it left off last week, and we'll be able to find the end zone. Taylor Heineke looked great against Tampa Bay, like he did there during the wild card game. And Le'Veon Bell was that. released. The Ravens just released Le'Veon Bell. Oh, well, that's not really a story. That's huge news. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> not really. Let's talk a little bit about that Monday night football game last night. Uh, the battle between two former offensive coordinators for the Washington football team uh, for the Rams. That'd be Sean McVay, and for the 49ers, that'd be Kyle Shanahan. And obviously, you come into this matchup, a seven and three team versus, or a six and three, six and seven and two team versus a three and five team. You think that's an easy one for the Rams? Unfortunately, they lost thirty-one to ten. Just couldn't get anything going offensively. Matt Stafford did not look good. Well, really, I mean, Matt Stafford, he's just okay. I've always felt that way about him. You know, Calvin Johnson made him look better than what he ever really was, and. uh you know, in terms of them in that game, you know, San Francisco's really not that bad of a team. They're just playing, you know, some really good teams in the NFC West. So, 91 yards on the ground from Eli Mitchell and Debo Samuel getting into the action at running back. I guess he had total over 130 total yards. 
Yeah, I mean, look, San Francisco's got some playmakers, Debo, Samuel, Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid quarterback, and they have a pretty good defense. Yeah, only had to throw 182 passing yards last night, two touchdowns, no picks. And then for Stafford, 26 for 41, 243 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. Uh, not look, not an overall good day. Cooper Cup, though, had a good day, 11 catches, yeah, 122 thanks, yards. <laughs> and Tyler Higby scored their only touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I lost in fantasy by five. You lost by five. I won huge. What I about you, Colin? Like six or seven. You lost by six or seven. To. I was only up two, and he had Stafford and OBJ. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, but that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to uh, Muscleman Appleman volleyball coach Sean March for coming on as they won back-to-back state volleyball championships. And uh, tonight or today, right after the show, you can catch the WVU press conference show with Neil Brown. That's next, right here on Talk Radio WRNR.